Welcome to the Disney Insider with your host, the future, Mamma Mia! Welcome back to Disney Insider on Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. Today we're going to be talking about the different parks in Disney World. So the different parks include Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios. So to start off, we're going to go into Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom opened in 1971. It was the first park to open in Disney World. And it's 107 acres. That's like a big park. And Magic Kingdom is broken up into different lands. So the first land that you walk into is Main Street. So it's the long street that at the end you have the Disney Castle. And while you're walking along the street, you see all these buildings and the confectionery and these little restaurants. So if you look at the windows, some of them have names of former cast members that helped. And having your name there is like having a star at the Hollywood, whatever that's called. It's crazy. It's really like a high honor. So people like Walt Disney's brother have a name on there. Some of the people that first started with the construction of Disney World are on there. They also have names of companies on there, and those companies are fake companies that Walt Disney made so that people wouldn't start raising speculations about him opening a new park and getting all the gossip around because he wanted to keep it a secret before it could actually happen. So Main Street is a really cool place. It's People think it's modeled after Walt Disney's hometown of Marceline, Missouri, and that's partially true, but it's also modeled after one of his former cast members' hometowns of, I think it's somewhere in Mississippi. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's partially made after his hometown, too. So it's not only Walt Disney's hometown. So people are partially right, but just there's another element to it. So the next land is Adventureland. And this land is where Jungle Cruise is, and when you walk in, like, kind of around where Pirates of the Caribbean is and all that. So it's basically just themed around adventure, pretty self-explanatory. It's where um, the Aladdin ride is with the carpet, and it's very, like, it's very old-timey, but, like, you hear a lot of upbeat music, and there's a lot of, like, movement there. So sometimes people get confused with Adventureland and Frontierland, and they're kind of similar, but they're kind of different, like, in certain ways. So the difference between Adventureland and Frontierland is Adventureland is more like modeled around having fun and exploring and adventure. And Frontierland is more based on like the olden days and like all the things that they used to do back then. So that's the main differences. But there's also other little differences that can help you differentiate. So Frontierland is where Splash Mountain and Thunder Mountain is. Um, they also have like other restaurants there and 
that's also where Tom Sawyer Island is, which is a good little place to hang out. And in Frontierland, when you're going by the buildings and the restaurants and all those little shops, they have like addresses on them. And the addresses are the number, they're normally like 1865, something like that. And they're modeled after that year in history. So the building resembles what the buildings in 1865 used to look like. And they have some for almost every year in that time. Obviously not all of them because they can't have 100 buildings in the same like little part. But you can see some of the numbers on those buildings and it's pretty cool. There's also like a brown strip in the floor and people say it's meant to resemble the old time sewage system where they used to like throw it out in buckets onto the street. That's what people say but I'm not exactly sure because you know in our age there's a bunch of like crazy things that people make on the internet and just everything going around. Not necessarily true. So then the next land is Liberty Square, which is where Haunted Mansion is and the Hall of Presidents. So this is like meant to resemble a time or like not necessarily a time, but just like Walt Disney's love for the country, like really he loved the the president. His favorite president was Abraham Lincoln, and he the first animatronic to be made, which if you don't know what an animatronic is, it's those things that move in the rides, like the normally they're animals or people, and now they blink and move and wave their hands and stuff. So the first one, people actually thought it was real. It was so lifelike when they made it because, you know, Disney just does everything the best. So everyone thought it was a real person. And they were like, oh my God, is that actually Abraham Lincoln? Is that like an actor dressed as Abraham Lincoln? But it wasn't, it was an animatronic. Like they engineered it and made it move and made it turn and like made it do all these things. But really it was just a bunch of nuts and bolts and wires. So animatronics have really evolved over time. Now they're like, all new and techy, but the first animatronic was of Abraham Lincoln, and it was Adventures with Lincoln, or something like that. It was a ride that they had, but now they took that ride out, and now they have the Hall of Presidents, which has all the presidents in animatronic form, and some of them will stand up from their chairs and talk, and so that's how animatronics have evolved, right? So in Liberty Square, we also have Haunted Mansion, which is like one of my favorite rides. It's a great ride, it's super, it has a lot of history in it. Like, it goes back to like the beginning of Disney days, you know? So it's really, it's a cool ride. The next land, which is I think the biggest land in Magic Kingdom, is Fantasyland. So Fantasyland is kind of divided from old Fantasyland to new Fantasyland. So New Fantasyland is like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Ariel's Grotto. But Old Fantasyland is like It's a Small World, Peter Pan, um, PhilharMagic. That's Old Fantasyland. So they call it New Fantasyland because they, like, somewhere in the 2010s or the 2000s, I believe 2010 or 11, they redid Fantasyland 
and added like new things to it. They took out the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and they finally replaced it with Ariel's Grotto. Then they put in the Seven Doors Mine Train. So there's like a part of it right now that is like the newest part of Fantasyland. That was like the big remodel they did and whatever. And then they have like the older rides, like it's a small world in Peter Pan, which are still getting a lot of attention. But they're, it's kind of just like older Disney. It's been there for way longer. So the next land we have is Tomorrowland, which has most famously Space Mountain. And also there's Buzz Lightyear in there. They used to have Stitch's Great Escape. Well, first it was Alien's Great Escape. Then it was Stitch's Great Escape. Then it became a Stitch meet and greet. And then it just completely went away. Like now it's just a closed room. There's nothing there, like the doors are closed, there's gates like around it. Like now it's just nothing. Not you can still see Stitch around the parks sometimes, but not in that little room anymore. Tomorrowland's pretty cool because I have a good memory of going on Space Mountain for the first time with my older cousin and I was like maybe five or six, possibly seven, I don't know. But I had these little braids in my hair, and he sat behind me, and he was holding my braids, cause like I was scared to ride it. But I rode in the, like in the front or in the middle, I don't know. But he rode behind me. It was really fun. Like I felt like I was going so fast, and now I ride it like more recently, and I feel like it's not going as fast. I don't know. It's so weird. But yeah, I love Tomorrowland. They also used to have that. Um, Incredibles like dance party thing so it would it would have like a stage and then the Incredibles would come out with Frozone and they would do like a dance thing I don't know if they still do that and they used to do it like for Christmas too and like they used to do like a different thing that was cool too so let's talk about some upcoming attractions in Magic Kingdom there's only two of them but it's kind of cool so the new one that they have that's like that you can see when you go to Magic Kingdom that you can see the construction is Tron. Like that looks like it's going to be such a cool ride and I've seen the pictures from Tron in Tokyo Disney, I believe. I don't know, somewhere in a foreign Disney park. And it looks super cool. Like, I'm so excited for Tron to open. I believe it's going to open sometime in 2022. Or something, like, close to that. Maybe, like, summer of 2022, something like that. Then the next thing is that Princess and the Frog ride. That's, like, right now, they don't really know what's going to happen with that. Because they said they were going to take away Splash Mountain and make it Princess and the Frog. But they still haven't closed down Splash Mountain. So... We don't know if that's still gonna happen or they're gonna make a new ride. They really don't know what's gonna happen. They haven't announced anything. So those are the new rides coming to Magic Kingdom. And that's it for this segment about Magic Kingdom. So stay tuned for the next segment where we talk about Epcot here on Disney Insider at Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio Sirius XM Channel 145. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. 
She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. So that Never one makes a little more sense. Backwards, not even to get... How do you even, like... Well, hold on. That might be actually difficult to... Para atrás ni para coger impulso. Don't even go back a step, to, even if it's just to go forward. It seems Always like it's a long forward. explanation. Yeah, it's hard it to... It seems like you have to write... It sounds like two, 250 words. Explain this sentence. That phrase needs an instruction manual. <laughs> Morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really to me is what makes me get up in the morning go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word won, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah.
Welcome back to Disney Insider on Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. In the last segment, we talked about Magic Kingdom and the different lands and stuff. And in this segment, we're going to talk about Epcot and its different lands and attractions. So, Epcot opened in 1982, exactly 11 years after Magic Kingdom, which is a long time to think about Disney only having one park open. Like, we're all used to Disney having four parks, plus their water parks and stuff, but for 11 years, they only had one park, which is crazy to think about. Epcot is 300 acres, which is, like, a lot. It's more than twice the size of Magic Kingdom, which is 107 acres, so that's crazy. And something I didn't know about Epcot is it actually has a slogan, and the slogan for Epcot is the magic of possibility, which makes sense. I feel like I've heard it before, but like it's just not advertised as much as Magic Kingdom's slogan, which is the most magical place on earth. So I didn't even know it was Epcot's slogan. I didn't know Epcot had an official slogan. So Epcot stands for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, and it's that's what it stands for because Walt Disney wanted it to be a real community where people could work and live and all that. But since he passed, they didn't really have like the money and all that time to make something like that. So they just made like a a theme park with like a futuristic feel so you could like learn about the past and you could see what's going to happen in the future. Not exactly, obviously, but you can kind of like use what's happened in the past to see how we've evolved and see how things are going to continue to evolve. So obviously Epcot is kind of a hard park to maintain because they're always ha- having to like update it and stuff. And one thing that I think is really cool about when Epcot opened is they had an opening ceremony where they got people from a bunch of different countries because since Epcot has the World Showcase, they you know, had all the people from the different countries and they brought each brought a jug of water from their country and they dumped it into this fountain and then they turned on the fountain like mixing in all these cultures into Epcot which is really cool because it's like showing how all countries are represented there and it was a really beautiful ceremony too. I saw it on the 50 year special that came out recently for um, Magic Kingdom's 50th anniversary and it talked about Epcot's opening ceremony, which I also didn't know about until recently, so that's cool. Um, it has two different sections, actually. It has, like, the attraction part, and then it has the World Showcase part, which re- represents 11 countries. So we're going to start by talking about the World Showcase. So the countries in the World Showcase are Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, Italy, the U.S., Japan, Morocco, France, United Kingdom, and Canada. So each of these countries, some of them have like different rides in them. So like Norway has the Frozen Ever After um, ride, which always used to break down. I'm sure it's gotten better now because it's been out for like, what, three years. But when it first opened, there was such a long line because it was breaking down every five seconds. Then um, Morocco... No, not Morocco. Mexico has the the Tres Caballeros ride with Donald, Jose, and what's the other guy's name? Pedrito, I think. I don't know. But it's the three birds. And then 
France got a new ride recently called Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, I think, something like that. So it's like about the the movie Ratatouille, basically. So the World Showcase is really cool because every time you go there, you see something different. Literally, like, I had never been to France in the UK until I went on the Skyliner, which the stop for the Skyliner is in France, which is all the way in the back of the World Showcase. And the UK is, like, right next to it. So I had never been there. And, like, when I first saw it, it was so different from, like, everything I had seen before. Because the, the rest of the World Showcase I had seen a million times. I've been around it a million times. But I had never been to France and the UK. So the UK had, like, this big kind of castle-looking building. And you could, like, climb up the stairs and go to the back. And in the back there was, like, a river kind of pond thing. And then on the outside they had all these like telephone booths which I don't think they worked but we all tried to squeeze in them and we definitely did not fit but it was fun and then France France is like they have this cool Eiffel Tower and I'm excited to see the Rummy's Ratatouille ride which is a trackless ride that's gonna be really cool so then the attraction part of Epcot is like where we have different worlds. So we have three different worlds that they split it into, which the first one is World Celebration, which includes Spaceship Earth, which is inside the Epcot ball. So like when you're walking in and you see the big Epcot ball, which is a really fascinating piece of architecture because it, it has like these pipes through it. So like when it rains, the rain goes through it and it goes into the pipes and then it leads to one of the lakes. I believe it's the Seven Seas Lagoon. I'm not exactly sure which what it's called. But then there's like a fountain in that lake too. And so all the rainwater goes into that pond or lake or whatever you want to call it. So when you're standing under the Epcot ball at any point under there, you won't get wet because it's like absorbing all the water kind of, which is really cool. And it also has a ride inside. So it's like really crazy then another ride in world celebration is journey into imagination with figment and i really like this ride a lot i don't know why i just like it it's kind of funny and there's the song in it and then at the end there's like this huge interactive thing where you can make your own figment character which is the little purple dragon that goes along the ride with you and it's just like a really fun ride then there's the Disney Pixar Short Film Festival, which is all the different Disney shorts and Pixar shorts that have come out, and it's just like in a little theater, so you can kind of just sit down, relax in the AC, and watch some cool Disney shorts, you know? So there's one that's like, it's an old-timey Mickey, but then he comes out of the screen, so it's like 3D, and he'll come out, and he's on a plane with Pete, and um, it's just really nice to sit down and kind of relax and watch all the shorts of Disney and Pixar. It's a really cool place to just, you know, kind of see, like, because normally people don't watch those short films. Like, they're cute. Like, if you don't watch them, I don't know. You just kind of don't experience another side of Disney that's really cool. So the next world is World Discovery, and that's where you have Mission Space, which is a ride that actually simulates astronaut training and nasa actually said that it's the closest thing like the closest simulation to astronaut training that they've ever seen 
So that's kind of cool. And it has like two different parts to it. One side has G-forces and the other side doesn't, which is the only difference I found. That's interesting. <laughs> and a lot of people don't ride it because they say they get motion sickness and stuff. And there's like a bunch of warnings all over that ride to like not ride it if you get motion sickness. So yeah, that's that's fun. The next ride in World Discovery is Test Track, which is the fastest ride in Disney. And you wouldn't think that that's the fastest ride, because I thought it was like Rock and Roller Coaster, maybe Tower of Terror. But it's actually Test Track, and it goes at 64.9 miles per hour, or just 65 miles per hour, if, you know, you like to round like I do. So, that's interesting. And Test Track is like where you get to build your own car, basically. You don't actually ride the car you built, because that would take way too much time and money, and... Yeah, we know Disney's rich, but not that rich. So, they can be producing a new car every five seconds. So, yeah, you ride this car, but, like, before, when you're standing in the line, you get to make your own car and, like, customize it and stuff. So, the next world is World Nature, and that's where you have the Land Pavilion and the Seas Pavilion. So, the Land Pavilion has the ride Living with the Land, where you get to see the greenhouse and how epcot like plants stuff and uses all their i don't know environmental stuff and then you have the seas pavilion with nemo and friends and stuff so oh also in the land pavilion there's soren soren is the best ride ever like ever it used to be called soren over california but now it's soren all around the world um so yeah, I love Soren. It's the best. Sometimes you have to wait a long time. Like, the longest I've had to wait for Soren is probably like, I don't know, 80 minutes, 90 minutes. Which isn't as long as I've had to wait for any Disney ride, but it's a long time to wait for one ride. So, anyways. Oh, there's also a trivia in Soren, which is pretty cool. It's fun. Like, you get to play along on your phone, and then you see the answers on the board. It's cool. So, in the Seas Pavilion, you have Nemo and Friends, which is the ride where you go through the story of Nemo. Kind of like the Little Mermaid ride in Magic Kingdom, but not the same. They're, like, the same theme, the same kind of, like, layout, but it's one is Finding Nemo and the other one's the Little Mermaid. Also, in the Seas Pavilion, there's Turtle Talk with Crush, where you can talk to Crush. And it's also, it's funny, because you get to, like, talk to Crush and see, like, a bunch of people ask him about these Disney theories that people have, that it's, like, I don't know, if he was the baby turtle in Moana, that's one of the theories, and they asked him, and he was, like, I don't do theories or something like that. It's on TikTok. You can look it up. Um, so, oh, and also in the Seas Pavilion, they have this big aquarium it's, like, really big. And one of them, like, they feed the dolphins or sharks or I don't know what. But then they have a bunch of different fish all around there, like, real fish. It's really cool, especially for my little cousin who loves animals, especially fish. So, yeah. Um, upcoming attractions of Epcot are the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And the, that ride looks so cool. Like, the ride goes forward and then also spins around. Like, not super fast like the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, but it spins. Like, so you can see everything around you. It's super cool. Like, I saw videos of it and previews of them, like, building it and stuff. And it looks so cool. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145.
protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, got the, you forgot the... Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tango Bailoa. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah! about Epcot and the different parts of it and all their different rides and stuff. And now in this segment we're talking about Hollywood Studios. So Hollywood Studios opened May 1st, 1989, which was 32 years ago. That's a long time ago. Not as long as Magic Kingdom, obviously, which has been open for 50 years, but that's a long time. It was originally called MGM Studios from 1989 to 2008. So, I mean, that's pretty recent. Only 13 years ago they changed the name to Hollywood Studios, and it's only had two different names, so 
they weren't that indecisive about the name. Then, Hollywood Studios has a bunch of different lands, which I did not know. I didn't know they had so many different lands. Like, I knew there were different parts of it. I just didn't know they were each individually named something different, stuff like that. So, the first land is Hollywood Boulevard, which is inspired by a real street of the same name. And it's where you walk to the Chinese theater where the great movie ride used to be. But now it's where Mickey's Runaway Railway is, which I haven't been on yet. But I'm really excited to go there because I've seen a couple videos about it. And it looks really cool. Like all the other new rides that Disney's coming out with. Because Disney's amazing. So, yeah. Um, Hollywood Boulevard is just like where... Kind of like Main Street um, in Magic Kingdom. It's basically like that. And then at the end of it, instead of the castle, there's the Chinese theater. So it's basically the same thing. The The next land is Echo Lake, which is inspired by a similarly named neighborhood in Los Angeles. And there's a few attractions and then some restaurants on Echo Lake. So the attractions are Star Tours, which gives everybody motion sickness and is crazy. Um, it was like the Star Wars ride that everyone went to because they were Star Wars fans before the Star Wars land came out. So, yeah. Um, it's it's a cool ride. It has, like, a bunch of different characters in it and stuff, but it's very shaky and stuff, and it's crazy. So, the next ride slash show is Indiana Jones. So, th- this show is a really cool show. It's where, like, Indiana Jones is doing stunts, and they call up some, like, volunteers to help out with the show it's a really cool show like it's really action-packed and everything it's crazy so the next show is the frozen sing-along which is exactly what it sounds like there's two people talking about the story of frozen and there's sing-alongs in the middle and so i don't know if you guys know about frozen and stuff but there's a song called in summer where olaf is singing and one of the lines is where he's, it's like, put me in summer and I'll be a, and he pauses and people think it's going to be Puddle, but he actually says Happy Snowman. So every time in the sing-along, my dad, my sister, and I scream out Puddle, and then the people get really upset because, I don't know, they're like, oh, no, it's not going to be a Puddle, he's going to be Happy Snowman. So yeah. Um, then the restaurants in Echo Lake are the ABC Commissary, where the ABC shows are represented. It's like a basic restaurant, just has like hamburgers and fries, basically. But it's a nice restaurant, too. Then there's a sci-fi dining theater, which I've never been to, but I assume it's a theater where you eat and it's inspired by aliens. So I don't know, but that's what I guess. So The next land is Grand Avenue, which leads to Star Wars land. So on Grand Avenue, you can find Muppet Vision 3D, which is a show about the Muppets, and they take you through, like, their laboratory or whatever. It's it's a funny show. And then at the end of it, like, someone goes through a wall, so then there's a hole in the wall, and then the next scene, there's, like, the next show, there's no hole in the wall. It's cool. It's like Disney magic. So the restaurants on Grand Avenue are Pise Rizzo, which is a Brooklyn-style pizza place. And apparently there's, like, a ballroom in the back of that where you can, like, go because... Nobody goes to sit you down. Like, there's no host or hostess that goes to sit you down. Like, you can sit wherever you want. So if you find that ballroom place that has, like, a disco ball and everything, you can sit there and eat. So that's pretty cool. 
Then the other restaurant is the Baseline Tap House, which is modern, modern California style. I've never been there. I don't know. But it sounds interesting. So the Streets of America used to be in Grand Avenue, and the Streets of America was pretty amazing. It had a bunch of lights and stuff, and there was always a bunch of hidden Mickeys. They were decorated for Christmas and everything. And every time my family and I went there, we found a new hidden Mickey, like every single time. There was always a different hidden Mickey to find. Like There was always something different. But they took it out, sadly, in 2016, which I really missed that place, but it didn't like make way for some new cool stuff to come so then there was also the backlot tour which was there which i have no idea about because i was not born in the 90s but yeah it's it was there then the next land is star wars land which includes rise of the resistance which is apparently really cool and it's a trackless ride just like the ratatouille ride that just came out in epcot and i haven't been on it because the last time i went there the boarding passes were super hard to get, and ain't nobody got time for that. But um, hopefully next time I go, I'll be going on that ride because they took away the boarding passes, I think. So we'll see. Um, but it has a bunch of the characters and, like, really advanced animatronics, which is cool because Disney's always up with the technology times. So Then the other ride in Star Wars Land is Millennium Falcon, which is my cousin just went on this weekend because he went to disney without me how rude and i'm so jealous but he was there and he was freaking out because he's four years old and he was way too small for the seat but he was freaking out because he had no idea what was going on but it was a bunch of screens in there and stuff and it's basically like where you get to pilot the ship called the millennium falcon obviously and you take like the merchandise on the ship i don't know where you're taking it to i don't know where you're taking it from because i've never been on that ride but it seems pretty cool. And apparently, Star Wars Land cost an estimated $1 billion. That's crazy. Like, very crazy. I mean, it's money well spent because there's a lot of new technology and advanced stuff. But a billion dollars, that's that's a lot. So the next land is Toy Story Land. And you have Slinky Dog Dash, which is a pretty basic roller coaster with um, always a super long wait, like, why is the ride always 90 minutes? Why do I need to wait 90 minutes to go on a basic roller coaster that I can go on anywhere else? But you know, it's Disney. So, of course, I still go on it all the time. And of course, I always wait the 90 minutes because it's Disney. So, um, the other ride in Toy Story Land is Alien Swirling Saucers, which is kind of like Mad Hatter's Tea Party, but themed around the Toy Story aliens. I like the way it spins. I don't know. Because in the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, it spins to make you nauseous. In the Alien Swirling Saucers, it doesn't make you nauseous. It spins different. I don't know. It just does. So, and then the the last ride in Toy Story Land is Toy Story Mania, which is originally, which was originally in Pixar Place, but they had to like flip the entrance around so that it would be in Toy Story Land instead of Pixar Place. And I think they got rid of Pixar Place because it was originally themed around Toy Story Land. Then they changed it to The Incredibles, and then I think it was gone. I think they just got rid of it. So, yeah. And I like Toy Story Mania. It's like where you get to play kind of like carnival-themed games, but with 3D glasses glasses and a screen in front of you. So it's cool. And all the Toy Story characters are there just, you know, helping you, I think. They're kind of just hosting the games. It's cool. 
So the next land is Animation Courtyard, where there's Star Wars Launch Bay, where you can take pictures with the characters and stuff. I've never been in there. I didn't really know it existed, but it's there. So then the next ride slash show is Disney Junior Dance Party, which is it has like a bunch of different Disney Junior characters in it. And they like, I don't know, they're trying to find something out, something out. I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time. The last time I went there is when it was called Disney Junior Live on stage. Now I feel old, but yeah, I don't know. Haven't been there very recently. The last time I went there was like when my cousins were little, which was a while ago. Probably like, I don't know, before the pandemic, maybe two and a half years ago. That's a long time ago. Then there's a, a little like walkthrough thing called Walt Disney Presents. And you can like walk through the history of Disney World and like where he got the idea of it and all that stuff. That's, it's cool. It's like, I like that place because it's where I got like the inspiration to learn about the history of Disney. So basically that place is how I started this podcast, kind of. How I got the idea for this podcast and everything. So yeah, I love that ride because you can also see well, it's a show, but you can also see, like, the trailers of new upcoming stuff that Disney's releasing. And then there's, um, sometimes there's character meet and greets. Then there's little artifacts that you can see based on the history of Disney World. So it's really cool for nerds like me <laughs> and other people that just want to see the trailers. So then there's also the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which is not the ride, like in Magic Kingdom. It's not that. Don't get them confused. The Voyage of the Little Mermaid is the ride. No, the Journey of the Little Mermaid is the ride in Magic Kingdom. The Voyage of the Little Mermaid is the show in Hollywood Studios, which is just like, kind of like Broadway, because it's like with real people, but it's in Disney. And it's a short show. It's like, I don't know, 15 minutes. But it's like the story of the Little Mermaid, kind of like Broadway style. So the last land in Hollywood Studios is Sunset Boulevard, which includes Tower of Terror, which I was scared to ride until I was like, what, seven? And I was tall enough since I was like five, so it took me a while to get there. Then we have Rock and Roller Coaster, which I've only written about written about three times, four times, because the last time I went, I was too scared, even though I knew I've been on it several times and it was very fun. I just get scared of it every time. I don't know. It's my it's this weird thing my brain does where it gets scared after it knows something is good. I don't know. Normally I trust Disney, but Rock and Roller Coaster, I don't know. It it scares me, but then once I ride it, I'm like, "Yes, let me do this again." But then the next time I go, it scares me again. So, it's just a weird thing. Then there's Theater of the Stars, which is where Beauty and the Beast is. And Social Distance Beauty and the Beast is very funny like it's it's interesting because they try to make it seem like the regular Beauty and the Beast but they're six feet apart and it's something interesting to watch for sure then there's the Beverly Hills Amphitheater which I had no idea that's what it was called it's where the Fantasmic show is called Fantasia which are two words to easily get confused by but the movie is Fantasmic right I think and the show is Fantasia I think 
So, um, and then the last show that's there is the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy, which was originally called Lights, Camera, Stunts, or Lights, Camera, Lights, Cameras, Automobiles. I think it was something like that. Whatever. It used to be a car show that was there. I think they did, like, car stunts and stuff. I don't know. I literally never saw it, but apparently it was there. And now they put the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy there, which when it first opened, it was every 15 minutes you have to wait because the ride was broken down and they had to fix it, or the show. The car was, like, messed up, so they had to fix it. So a fun fact about Animation Courtyard is that they actually produced Lilo and Stitch, Mulan, and Brother Bear there, which is cool how they, like, incorporated their movies into their park and, like, actually produced their animated movies in Animation Courtyard. So that's it for this segment on Hollywood Studios. Stay tuned for the next segment where we talk about Animal Kingdom here at Disney Insider on Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tuanika Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really the downs in order for you to when it does happen you go 
it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah! which was April 22nd, 1980, 1998. So Animal Kingdom is really cool. It's like inspired by animals and conservation and all these things. And Animal Kingdom also has different lands, just like the other parks, just like Magic Kingdom and Epcot. So we're going to dive into each of those lands individually. So we're going to start with Pandora, the world of Avatar. So in that land, you have the Navi River Journey, which is not the best ride in that land. I mean, there's only two rides, but it's not the best. It's like a ride where you would go to just relax. You know, it's not a ride that would be on your bucket list if you were going to Disney, unless you wanted to see a really big animatronic. Because there, they have the Navi animatronic, which is very big. It's like, I think the biggest animatronic. Like, I don't know how many feet, and I don't want to say how many feet because... I don't want to be wrong, and then I give the wrong information, but it's big. Then they have the Flight of Passage, which is so cool because it has, like, all these elements to it that just make it so Disney, really. It's, like, crazy. So you sit on this little bicycle-type thing, but it's not really a bicycle. It's more like a motorcycle without wheels. So you sit on it. And in between your legs, you feel the banshee breathing. The banshee is like the type of bird slash dragon that the Navi use in the movie Avatar. So you get to ride on one of these, and they call it the flight of passage because it's like a really crazy experience, and it's really like super important for the Navi. So you're on the ride, and you just feel it breathing in between your legs. You feel like the air blowing into your face you smell all these different smells you see the sunrise or the sunset and you get to go through the whole like avatar world while looking at a screen and it's so crazy it like i want to live in that world it's so pretty and like just beautiful so they also the next land is discovery island which is like the central hub of animal kingdom it's not it doesn't really have any attractions in it it does have one but it doesn't really have like as many as many attractions as the other lands so discovery island is where the tree of life is and inside the tree of life is it's tough to be a bug which is the one attraction in discovery island and it's just like a show where you like become an honorary bug as they say and then like you see a stink bug which farts and it smells very bad in the room (laughs) but then you see like the big 
villain of of a bug's life and he's there and he doesn't like you because he doesn't like anybody and so it's kind of a cool little show like interactive and stuff and you get to be inside the tree of life which is also a cool experience then it has um Rafiki's planet watch which isn't a ride it's just like a thing you get to do to like you go around animal kingdom and you get like i think it's stickers so you they give you a little booklet and i think they put stickers in it once you get to each stop and each stop teaches you about planet conservation and like saving energy and all that stuff and it's cool like to teach kids about conserving you know our planet so that's like a cool experience then the next land is Africa, where Kilimanjaro Safari is. And Kilimanjaro Safari is actually bigger than Magic Kingdom. Yeah. It's bigger than Magic Kingdom. It's crazy. It's, like, to think that's, like, a, an attraction itself is bigger than Magic Kingdom is crazy. But I understand why it's bigger than Magic Kingdom, because there's so many animals in there, and each animal needs its own habitat. And then you need, like the road that each bus goes on so like i understand why it's big but it's still crazy to think of that another thing they have in africa is the festival of the lion king which is like this cool show where sometimes i don't know if they still do it but they used to before covid they would call up volunteers and they would go around like in the festival so they sing songs from the lion king they have these big floats of like different characters so it's like a really cool experience and then they have these acrobatic monkeys that are like doing flips and going like swinging on these hoop things like going all over the place and they're so cool so that's like a really cool thing to do you know it's not one of those shows where you fall asleep it's one of those shows where you're interested the whole time so another ride in Africa is Expedition Everest, which is Mount Everest, you know? It's that really big mountain that you see, you know, when you're parking in Animal Kingdom, that's how tall it is. So I love Mount Everest because it's just like one of the first rides I went on in Animal Kingdom. It's like really, it's really fun for me. I went on it when I was like five or six and I just love the ride so much. It goes backwards and one time, in one day, we went, me and my cousin sat in the front front, like the first row, and then we went again because the line was super short, and then we sat in the back back. They're two totally different experiences. It's crazy. Then the ride that's right next to Expedition, Expedition Everest, also in Africa, is Cali River Rapids, where it's kind of like um, Popeyes and Universal, where you just like, it's a big raft, and then you're going through the water and you get splashed the whole time. We thought we weren't gonna get wet, but we did get wet, like a lot. So, a ride that used to be in Africa is, well actually it was a show, but it was called Up A Great Bird Adventure. And like, before Up A Great Bird Adventure, they had like a bunch of different bird shows, but like in that little area, they always had bird shows. And apparently they closed Up A Great Bird Adventure and they changed it to, like, I think Flights of America or, I don't know, Wings of, I don't know, something like that. It was, they changed it to something else. I don't know why. I guess it was, like, a short-term thing. So the next land is Dinoland USA. 
And this land is carnival themed. So it has like different carnival rides and carnival games and all that stuff. So the first ride in Dino Land is Dinosaur, which is actually themed by the movie Dinosaur. So like it used to be called something else. I believe it used to be the Ellen ride that was like Universe of Energy or something like that. But then they changed it to Dinosaur because the movie Dinosaur was just being released. So they just changed the dinosaur in the front. It used to be like a Triceratops. So they made it into the dinosaur from Dinosaur. The next ride is Dino-Rama, which is um, one of those carnival-themed rides. And I think it's like a little roller coaster type thing. So... Oh, actually, Dinorama closed down. They closed down Dinorama. Dinorama was a roller coaster where you sat, like, in a little mouse car, and it kind of, like, spun around, and it would go all over the place, but they closed it. So the next ride is Triceratops Spin, which is like alien swirling saucers in the last segment about Hollywood Studios. It's where you just sit in a Triceratops and you, like, spin around. That's... It's really fun. So then they also have the carnival games, which are like those little shooting things where you shoot water at a target and then whoever wins gets like a stuffed animal or something. So it's they really capture like the carnival experience. And then on the outside edge of Dino Land, I, I'm not actually sure what land this is supposed to be part of, but it's the Finding Nemo show. So they have, like, a live Finding Nemo show with different puppets, and the people are, like, carrying the puppets around and doing all that. So that's it for this segment on Epcot, and that's it for this show. So thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next show here at Disney Insider on Slam Radio Sirius XM Channel 145.